1: And a very pleasant good morning everybody, as always good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind and last night at Lone Depot Park in Miami, the Marlins kicked off their final three games of the 2021 season. Sandy Alcantara went opposite of Ranger Suarez and with a recap as always, here is Glenn Geffner.
2: Phillies win game one of this season-ending three-game series 5 nothing. The Marlins shut out tonight for the 14th time this season. In all of baseball, only the Pirates, Rockies, and D-backs have been blanked more often, in each case 16 times. Ranger Suarez, terrific seven innings of six-hit shutout ball with a walk in nine Ks. Hector Neri's got the eighth, Ian and Kennedy the ninth, so a combined eight-hit shutout. Well, had a lot of base runners in this game, but couldn't push across any runs. And in his final start of the year, Sandy Alcantara takes the loss despite hitting a major milestone with his 200th strikeout. Sandy tonight... Four runs on five hits over five. This game was scoreless into the third inning. The inning began quite uncharacteristically for Alcantara. Back-to-back hit batsmen, and it was the number eight and nine hitters. The light-hitting catcher, Andrew Knapp, who came in batting 156, just four for 40 in his last 17 games. And then the pitcher, Ranger Suarez, consecutive hit batsman, Put runners at first and second, with nobody out for the Phillies in the third. And it was back to the top of the order for left fielder Odubel Herrera two under Herrera is a line drive right center going to get in for a base hit Knapp didn't have a great read on it he'll be waved around third anyway though coming toward the plate there won't be a throw it's an RBI single for Herrera stopping at second Suarez and the Phil strike first it's 1-0 in the top of the third Sandy followed that up by striking out Ronald Torres that was his third strikeout of the night number 198 on the season but he couldn't get the potential NL MVP Bryce Harper Pitch on the way, and that ball is rocketed to center. Back goes Sierra, onto the track, it's over his head, and high off the wall. Suarez coming around third, he's going to score. The throw to the plate will keep the runner at third base, stopping there Herrera. It's an RBI double for Harper, and it's 2-0 Phillies. And after Brad Miller worked a walk, the Phillies had him loaded for Didi Gregorius. Bases full of Phillies, one out, two runs in already in the third. They lead 2-0, and on 1-1, Gregorius, it's a towering fly ball to right field and deep. De La Cruz is back at the wall, and he's got just enough room to make the catch. Runners tag from third and second. Coming across the plate to score Herrera on a long sack fly by Gregorius, and it's 3-0 Phillies. Sandy would finally escape, inducing a ground ball to first from Freddy Galvez. But it was a 30-pitch inning for Alcantara in the 30. He needed only 22 pitches to get through the first two innings, through 30 pitches in the third. And when it was over, the Phils had a 3 nothing lead. Ranger Suarez was hanging zeros despite allowing base runners in the Phillies' half of the fourth. lead leadoff double by Travis Jankowski. But when Andrew Knapp struck out, Sandy was at 199 on the season. And then he got ahead of his counterpart, the Phillies' starter, Ranger Suarez the one two got him swinging number 200 for sandy alcantara and a fist pump from the marlins right-hander he knew it an ovation from some of the players down in the marlins dugout alcantara the seventh pitcher in marlins history to strike out 200 in a season so 200 innings and 200 strikeouts for sandy in 2021 one of only five pitchers in marlins history to hit both those milestones in a single season now the Phillies weren't done with Sandy. He wasn't done with strikeouts. He would get Ronald Torres his 6th K of the night leading off the 5th inning. But with one out of nobody on, Sandy getting to go after Bryce Harper. No matter where you are in the rotation, that's a 3-game series no team is looking forward to. On 2-1, Harper slams one to left indeed. deep. Going back, Brinson, at the wall, won't get it. It's into the bullpen. Bryce Harper with home run number 35. And the Phillies go up 4-0. Harper, who went 0 for 11 with five strikeouts in the Phillies' three-game series loss in Atlanta. That just knocked him out of the playoff contention. Comes into Miami tonight, goes three for five, a single, a double, a homer, drove in two, scored a run. As the Phillies win this one, 5 nothing tonight. Sandy would be done after that fifth inning. Gave up five hits, four runs, walked one, struck out six, allowed a homer, hit a couple, threw 80 pitches, 56 strikes. So a Contra ends the season with a 3.19 ERA. He ends the year at 205 and two-thirds innings pitched, which is 15th most in Marlins club history. He ends the year with 201 strikeouts, which is sixth most ever by a Marlin. And again, as I mentioned just a minute ago, he becomes the fifth pitcher with both 200 innings and 200 strikeouts in a season for the Marlins. So while Sandy was done, Ranger Suarez rolled on. It wasn't always easy for him. In the first inning, he allowed a one-out walk, then a hit, but he hung a zero. Gave up a leadoff single, but no runs in the second. Allowed a lot of one-out hit to Brian De La Cruz in the third. No runs, though. He hit the first man, then allowed a single in the fourth inning. Marlins had two on, nobody out. First and third with nobody out, but they couldn't score as Magnare sierra struck out and Devin Marrero just back in AAA today, into a double play in the fifth inning. Well, pinch hitter Alex Jackson led off with a single, took second and an error. So, man, it's second, nobody out. But Suarez came back to retire the next three in a row, pitched around a leadoff single in the sixth inning. The seventh inning would be his final inning of the game. It would be his only 1-2-3 inning of the night as he got pinch hitter Nick Fortes to line to left. He struck out Devin Marrero and got pinch hitter Brian Miller on a line drive to first. So, finally a perfect inning for Suarez in the seventh. And when that inning was over, he had now, over his last three starts, pitched 21 consecutive innings without allowing a single run for Suarez tonight. Seven innings, six hits, no runs, one walk, nine Ks, 101 pitches, 69 strikes. Marlins in the eighth got a leadoff single from Jazz Chisholm against the new pitcher Hector Neres. But he was promptly erased on a Brian De La Cruz ground ball double play. Lewin Diaz followed with a double. Diaz went two for four tonight. But Lewis Brinson struck out, and we went to the ninth inning. No saving it. But the closer Ian Kennedy came on for the Phils. with one out. He walked Peyton Henry. Henry took second base in defensive indifference. But pinch hitter Miguel Rojas popped to first, and then Devin Marrero did the same. Marrero 0 for 4 and his return to the major leagues tonight. And that's how this one ends. Phillies five, and the Marlins nothing. For Philadelphia, five runs, seven hits, one error, seven left. For Miami, no runs, eight hits, no errors. Marlins leave eight in this ballgame. Ranger Suarez, the winning pitcher, eight and five. He's a winner over Sandy Alcantara tonight. Sandy falls to nine and 15 to end the year. Time of the ballgame was three hours and one minute. Phillies clinched their first winning season since 2011. They improved to 82 and 78 with two games remaining. They're 35 and 44 on the road. As for the Marlins, they lose for the 95th time this year. Miami now 65 wins and 95 losses. The Marlins fall the season worst. 30 games under 500 first time this year they have been 30 games under and they have two games remaining against the Phillies 610 tomorrow night and then 110 or 310 rather here on Sunday the 95 losses sixth most in a season by the Marlins and even if heaven forbid they should lose the last two to the Phillies uh, they'll stay with the sixth most losses in franchise history next up on the list was a uh, couple of 98 loss seasons they're not going to get there but the Marlins do fall 30 games under with this loss for the first time since the end of the 2019 season when they wrapped up at 57 and 105 that was 48 games under 500 a lot worse than 30. Marlins now have lost 90 plus games in each of the last three full 162 game seasons remember last year just a 60 game season Marlins got to the playoffs but they've now lost 90 plus games each of the last three full major league seasons and uh, with this loss tonight, they fall to 40 and 39 here at Lone Depot Park. You'd like to see them win at least one of the two remaining games to finish above 500 in their home park this season, despite all the troubles they've had in going 25 and 56 on the road. So the Phillies take it five nothing. Marlins pitchers did record 13 strikeouts in this game tonight. Nearly half of the outs they recorded came by way of the K. 13 strikeouts means $325 from the Marlins Foundation to Nations Drive Think Initiative. Marlins and Nation again, working together this year to strike a cancer in our community. And we are at nearly $34,000 now from the Marlins to Nations Drive Think Initiative.
1: So the Philadelphia Phillies beat the Miami Marlins. They blank them at Lone Depot Park last night. Before we hear from Don Mattingly, let's pause for this quick break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, All right, back here on Marlins Rewind this morning. Uh, Let's listen to Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins lost to the Phillies in game one of this three-game series last night.
0: Thanks, Jason. Uh, Donnie, obviously, Sandy, another huge milestone for him tonight, something that was really important, getting to 200 strikeouts. Uh, Just again, how would you continue to describe what you've seen from Sandy, even up to his last start of the season tonight? Well, it's not so much about just the strikeouts. It's more about who he is and what he, and what he kind of represents. Um, he was really frustrated. I think with that, I'm sure he'll talk to you guys, but just with his outing, he was mad about it and kind of tells you why he's good. You know, that even though it's the last outing of the year in a game, that's not, doesn't have any consequences on anything other than just your season and that you you finish it out. Right. Um, that frustration tells you that's why he's good. And then how, you know, knowing that he was trying to get to that 200 strikeout mark, but also wanting to, to protect him, right. And, and be smart with him. Was that kind of the plan to let him get there, even if he ran into a little bit of trouble, you know, how did you, how did you kind of approach that aspect of his start tonight? Yeah, honestly, I didn't have any, uh, thought process towards 200 strikeouts in, in really in any way, shape, or form. Um, I knew he was close, but really just let him pitch the game, um, kind of let let that happen. Um, obviously, it's, uh, I, I, he never talked about that being something he wanted to do. Right, The 200 innings has always been something he talked about. Never have heard anything about 200 strikeouts. It may have been something that in the back of his mind that was important, but it really had no uh, bearing on how we were going to, you know, go, just trying to win a game tonight. We were down four. We're going to pitch it, you know. So, yeah, it's kind of things like that. Christina, go ahead. Yeah, Donnie, I know you know Sandy's been an all-star. Uh, there's he, he and only two other pitchers have 200 innings, 200 strikeouts this year. Do you think he's maybe? underrated or kind of still flies under the radar even though he's you know got the numbers of one of the better pitchers in baseball? Uh, Probably a little bit outside of you know the baseball people of of the world who like when I go we go to Tampa and talking to Cash you know over there you know this he's like this guy's got Cy Young stuff right And, and if you're winning, you get that, that kind of attention. Uh, when you're not, you don't. You know, so if he was in um, L.A. or San Fran doing this, they'd be talking about him for the side up. because Andy probably would have put another 10 wins on the board. You know, so that that's kind of what happens. And so when you're, you're not on that club, you don't get that attention. But people within the circle or people within the industry who are analyzing things like that, you know, I think are seeing this guy grow and grow and grow, you know. So, um, yeah, he's a – you need a lot – you need a few of those guys.
1: Jordan. Yeah, Hey, Donnyo, what did you see from him in that third inning, 30 pitches? I think it was three of the runs scored there. Well, What did you see from him there? Yeah, it
0: seemed like once he hit – you know, he hit a couple of guys with that slider, he didn't want to go to it. You know, like you didn't want to use it through a lot of fat, through a lot more fastballs, it seemed like in that inning. Um, through a lot of fastballs tonight in general. And so, you know, when they start, you know, they don't want to swing at anything. You'd probably rather not swing at anything but the fastball, you know, or you're looking up a little bit. So, um, yeah, it looked like he just kind of shied away from the slider just for a minute, you know, for our part of that inning and then you know, got, himself
1: in, got himself in trouble. And then what did you see from the offense now? You guys had eight hits. You had a chance with three double plays. Rangers seemed to keep you guys off the board. What, just collectively with the offense and what Ranger was doing? Yeah, I thought I
0: think it was the fourth and fifth or fifth and sixth there. We get first and third, nobody in a three-nothing game. Um, I think we don't get one there that hurt us. And then we get a leadoff double by Jacks um, The next inning and don't score. So I, I thought that kind of. Busted our momentum rangers rangers been pitching really well this year actually all seems like all the time but you know he kind of used both sides of the plate and, and kept us off balance pretty good daniel yeah don uh with, with sandy you, you've mentioned before that he's uh more of a quiet leader and someone who leads by, by example. So from this year, where do you think he has made his maybe biggest stride
1: in in that aspect of the game of leadership and maybe mentoring the guys uh, all year long?
0: I think he's, he's, he's a little more willing to be vocal, uh, especially within that starter group. Um, He's going to gain more and more voice, you know, as things go along. Uh, Clayton was a lot like him that, you know, guys, you, you're young, you're just starting out. You don't feel like you should be talking out in a clubhouse or, or whatever. And those guys are leading, but they just do it with example. And as, you know, as they grow within their game and in your club, then the voice just becomes, you're a lot more willing to speak out. So I, I think Sandy's showing more of that within the staff. You know, with Edouard and, and Jesus, he's out there with every one of those guys' pins. So, um, yeah, so he, that that for me is just been bigger. The stuff's still the same. He's still growing with his stuff. I think he's, you know, that's going to, you know, keep going and he'll keep evolving. Uh, but the other side of that is really where he's, he's seen the most. Christina, you
2: have another one?
1: Yeah, just real quick, it's somewhat related
0: to that 30 or even the one after. With Bryce Harper, obviously an MVP candidate, you guys have seen him a bunch. Just how difficult is it to try to get him out? And just what did you see from him, I guess, the last couple of times the teams faced him? Yeah, he's been really – I remember early on watching him and it could see him open and early. He was quick early uh, with the front side, and you could kind of beat him away. And he didn't quite – he just wasn't in sync yet. And then he hit a home run off of, uh, who was it? Holloway, I believe, the center field in Philly, just a missile. And it seems like every time we've seen him since, he's been swinging the back good. And that's what happens with those kind of guys is that, you know, once they catch that field, then it's like ticking off. And early on, we, we had some success with him. We were able to get him. And you could just see the front side was coming quick. Um, Once he kind of found that rhythm, then it's been like he's really tough to get out. I mean, you can get him out; you got to make pitches, Um, but he's—you can just say he's been dangerous and kind of been on a—I wouldn't say mission because I don't know how he's going to battle. Over they've been a club fighting in a pennant race, and usually that's the easiest way to play because you're not really worrying about anything; just trying to win games, and um, you know, and then the numbers kind of pile up. Um, But yeah, he's difficult right now. He's dangerous all over the field. So um, he's just one of those guys. Once they catch their field, it's like you may catch a little streak here or there, but for the most part, you know, it's kind of locked in the rest of the year.
1: Don Mattingly, after the Marlins fall to the Phillies, who improved to 82 and 73, the Marlins fall to 65 and 95. Game two of this series comes your way at 6-10 tonight. Jesus Luzardo will make his final start of the 2021 season. We'll hit the air at 540 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.